Hey guys. Hey guys. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Good morning. How's everyone doing? I thought you were about to sing happy birthday and I was trying to figure out whose birthday it was. You were like, happy. I was like, oh shit, who are we celebrating today? I don't know. It's June 23rd. If anyone's birthday's today, let us know. My mom's birthday's tomorrow. So we'll sing. We can oh. sing happy birthday to my mom tomorrow. I can't wait to sing happy birthday to your mom. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to end every refrain with your mom. Uh, that's a great idea. I'll go happy birthday and be like, your, your mom. mom. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, because it's accurate, too. So, I love so it. So accurate. I love it. I, I, I love it when immaturity is accurate. So, like in class, um, if someone needs a representation for a fart noise and you do one, like that's an accurate and immature moment. So, y'all, uh, today we're going to be diving down the Dr. Phil and Amway rabbit hole. But before then, I have realized we need to do something important. So, this is what we're going to start off our day doing. Dave Hollis's book, Get Out of Your Own Way. Do, 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 do. Okay, this book has all my annotations in it and it's taking up space on my desk. So I'm going to Marie Kondo this book out into the universe. I ran a contest on, um, on this video right here. I'll show you guys. We're about to draw the winner. Hey, everybody who's here, you arrived just in time to help me pick a winner. So... Uh, this video right here that I did, which is called My Dog Wrote a Better Self-Help Book Than Dave Hollis, which is where Chewy wrote his book called Bro, Stop Licking Your Balls. And uh, I that that uh, the full book, the full content of Chewy's book is now up on Patreon, by the way, of Bro, Stop Licking Your Balls. And I'm hoping that later tonight I can get it set up to be listed on Amazon. So we will see about that. So hopefully that'll be available for sale soon. However... One thing that I had in uh, in this video was that as a follow-up to my review of this book by Dave Hollis, Get Out of Your Own Way, that I would be giving this book away to someone with all of my annotations in it. Uh, and the way to enter the contest was to sign up for my Forever Home Friends email list and then comment on my video saying, I signed up for the list. I want to win the book. So... I am now going to draw the winner, assuming that that person has, uh, I, oh, I got to get into MailChimp so I can email them too. Uh, ba -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Let's log into MailChimp, y'all. We're going to do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to see how many people use the phrase want to win in the comments. I'm going to control F that. And then I'm going to have someone pick the number. Want to win. The phrase want to win is used 56 times. Cool. Paige is so sweet, watching four minutes of commercials before coming in the chat. Paige! Oh, I'm, I'm glad the monetization has been working, uh, but I'm so sorry you guys have to see ads. <laughs> Hopefully they're good ads. Uh, I'm trying to log like, into MailChimp. Why can't natural mail enhancement in? ads. Oh, I gotta do some two-factor authentication. Send me the verification code, MailChimp. Good morning, Marie. Yes, I am always late because of the ads. Oh, that's well, interesting. So for anyone who's late because of the ads, you know what? That We should have a little intro. Well, I mean, I'm working on editing the um, theme song that Gail wrote for us. So we're going to have a theme song, but I don't want everyone to miss the theme song, too. Maybe we'll do a little intro or a last week on our show or yesterday or something because I don't want people to miss the beginning 
due to that. Although in the beginning, we're usually, we usually start off kind of slow. Do we, yeah. Kat wants to know, do we get paid if you, if you skip ads? Yeah, I think so. I think you just, I think, I think you get paid more it's a certain if amount of time. full ads, but if you people skip ads, I think you still get, you could get a, a smaller payment. I think, I don't know the exact breakdown. All I know is if you change ads to abs, everyone's happy. So let's just, let's just stick with the ads for a bit. That's, that's, that's a good idea. We, we can flip the D to a B later guys. All right, so let's see, y'all. We are gonna share watches the ad silent on a computer and then watches the stream on the other. That's a great idea. Good morning, Molly. Have All you right. been watching uh, UEFA Euro? So I want someone in the chat to give me a number between one and fifty-six. First person to type in a number between 1 and 56. 27. Yeah, not you. Someone in the chat. So if you're number 27 I, uh, in this comments, I apologize to you. Unless 27 is the number someone puts in the chat, then I don't apologize. Okay, first number was 14 put up by Fox – or 42. Sorry, I can't read. 42 put up by Fox and Compass. So here we go. We're going to number 42. Uh, oh, it's Holly. Holly, who's in our chat all the time. 42 is Holly. Signed up for the Holly. Holly Fran, who has been on our stream before, has won the Dave Hollis book, Get Out of Your Own Way. Now, let me find Holly's... Um, Holly's email address in here. Holly, I, I don't know if you're watching right now, but I will be emailing you today to get your mailing address so that I can send you your copy of Dave Hollis's Get Out of Your Own Way with all of my annotations in it. Yay! You should be happy, Holly. You're a winner. That's so exciting. I love I love when it's uh let's see, where where is Holly's name on this on this thing? That <laughs> Cat Benson appreciates my name. Oh boy, 3 a.m. <laughs> That's when we were like, we got to do Patrick Star Week. <laughs> I had one of those moments, not last night, but two nights ago, where I'm sure everyone can relate to it. You wake up at 2 a.m., sweating your fucking balls off, struggling to breathe a little bit because, like, it's so muggy, and you just down, like, half of one of these giant water drugs next to your bed. Uh, I've never had that moment, but that could be because I don't have balls. You've never woken up in the middle of the night completely dehydrated? Um, when I'm drunk, usually. Yeah, so you can relate. Also, you yeah. have balls. You have chesticles. That's true. That's this true. This is established. That's, you're, you're right. They, they, shri they shrivel up when they're cold. Yeah, you know I think maybe I'll send Holly a DM on Instagram. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, 3 a.m. is a good time to go to the bathroom. It's a relaxing time. I give it a solid 7 out of 10 for, for bathroom times. I think the best part about 3 a.m. bathroom times is you're not very likely to have someone else need the bathroom. 
I'm going to also reply to this comment saying, you have one. I'm, I'm happy Fox relates to, to waking up in the middle of the night desperately needing water. Yeah, I go, I go to sleep with a giant water bottle next to my bed now just in case. Because I either wake up in the middle of the night and need it, or first thing in the morning I do is drink water. I wake up about five times a night to pee. That's the thing. I don't like to drink water because I don't like waking up to pee. I find it frustrating. So I try to not uh, hydrate myself, which is stupid. <laughs> Peeing is it's such a chore. I'm just going to not drink water. That's how I've lived a lot of my life. I'm like, I hate peeing. I find it so annoying. I find the feeling of having to pee the most annoying thing in the world. And I'd rather just be dehydrated than have to pee. Well, you know, I think people who live exactly the way they live their life in their 20s through their entire life live forever, right? That's what I've heard. So. That's what I've heard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't adapt whatsoever. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to brave it because there's a pet asleep on you. <laughs> would, you would you wake Chewy up to go to the bathroom if you have to? Would I wake? What do you mean? Would I wake Chewy up to go to if the bathroom? Oh, if, if Chewy was asleep on you and you had to go to the bathroom? Um, yeah, I would do my best to, to slide him off of me gently. My nightstand is a water bottle boneyard. <laughs> I, I just use the same one. We have the dry wake up here in Colorado because the air is so dry even when it's very cold. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. I never used to wake up, but my bladder is dealing with a lot of pushing on it right now. Yeah, congratulations, too. I, I know it's been a little while since the news, but congratulations again. It feels good to get stuff out of my body. <laughs> Sabs, are you, are you still uh, figuring out the book over there? No, I got the, I got, I'm good with the book. I am ready to, to dive down the Dr. Phil Amway rabbit hole. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's start off with, we're going to return to an article we were started reading yesterday, which is called Dr. Phil, Lawyers, Money, Naked Girls, Neutralite. And then it says up here, I lied about the naked girls, which I think is meant to just like get us interested in the article. But I would have been interested regardless. I so, want to hear about Molly's experience as the Walter White of Italy. What? Molly, what? <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw take a stimulant, so my mind naturally went to meth. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so this uh, this site, The Truth About Amway, I, uh, says this site is my personal opinions about the Amway company. I've been researching, blogging, and commenting on Amway and MLM for more than a decade. Contrary to what you may read by people who don't nah, like what fuck I have to it. say. I'm going to challenge show on this. I don't drink water. Fit, you know what fish do in it? Well, Joe, you breathe air, and you know what cows fart in. There you go. There you go, Joe. <laughs> Kidding. Love you, Joe. Sorry. Keep going with Amway. The truth about it. So this is a is this a, a pro Amway site? Is the is the truth about Amway a pro? I don't know. Either way, let's just read about the Doctor Phil thing that's going on here. Um. So it says the news, uh, so this is from 2006, the news just out is plain weird, a court case involving Dr. Phil, CSA Nutraceuticals, and some product called Shape Up has been settled in 6 million in Neutralite daily multivitamins and 4.5 million in cash. Can you imagine having a lawsuit settled and over half of the settlement 
is in vitamins. <laughs> like, that's so weird. It's It was ahead of its time because, you know, we're going to start seeing lawsuits where it's partially settled in crypto. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you, you guys, uh, if you weren't here yesterday to catch up a little bit, what this is all, the context of all of this is that Dr. Phil back in around 2004-ish had a company called Shape Up, which was some weight loss supplements that he was selling. And he was claiming, or his company was claiming that these, these uh, supplements were going to make your body behave differently so that you could lose weight. And then a bunch of people were suing the company saying that this was a false claim. Now, Dr. Phil and his lawyer decided to settle the lawsuit and the lawsuit, it said it was a $10.5 million settlement. However, it wasn't all cash. Some of that settlement came in the form of Amway's Neutralite vitamins. So there's a little background. Neutralite is owned by Amway. Amway is a multi-level marketing company also known by many as being allegedly a cult. And Amway has been around for a very long time. Neutralite has actually been around longer than Amway. Neutralite started in the 1940s. I uh, highly recommend you check out my review of the book Ponzinomics, which really delves into the history of Neutralite. And just read the book. The book is really good. Um, so Neutralite was, an, Neutralite was an MLM from the beginning. It was a company started by this guy who had failed to make enough money on selling vitamins alone. So during this like whole boom, this whole like post-World War II boom of people wanting to get into the entrepreneurship sphere, instead of selling people on vitamins, which no one really trusted yet, he decided to sell people on the idea of being able to sell things to other people. And that's where he started to make all this money. And then that became an MLM. And then later on when Amway was founded, Amway bought Neutralite and both of these, Amway Neutralite is now an Amway product. And anyway, it's a super shady company. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is so, uh, Anna says this is simultaneously so bizarre and yet completely unsurprising. Yes, exactly. I'm just shocked that this guy got through the Great Depression and said vitamins are the future. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a weird time for everyone. Um, I, I I also just got curious. Okay, so I googled I googled oldest MLM because you were like this this was in the forties. I was like, damn, what else was happening in the forties that could have possibly overshadowed this news as a joke in my mind? And then I was thinking to myself, I wonder when the first MLM came out. So I just googled oldest MLM, and Avon was the top result, founded well, Avon, in eighteen eighty six. Yeah, so Avon. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think people, some people know Avon as the oldest MLM. Some people know Neutralite because Avon was founded first. However, Avon, I think back when it was first founded, had a bigger focus on door-to-door -door sales of the makeup products. And the reason people think of Neutralite as the first MLM is because it was the first company where the real thing being sold was the opportunity to sell to other people. So, uh, but uh, they're, they're both... Yeah, so I think, but yeah, in some cases, Avon Avon could be considered the oldest MLM. Uh, yeah, exactly, like Fox and Compass is saying, yeah, Avon at first was really just a, it was not really an MLM at the beginning. It was just selling, uh, here's your kit to sell makeup to other people, whereas Neutralite was from the beginning, recruit your downline, add more people to your pyramid. 
I assume that uh, door-to-door sales was a lot more common and respectable in the right. 1880s. Yeah, I know, like, nowadays, door-to-door sales, people would be like, uh, but in the 1880s, yeah, when it's you're like, not... oh, this is just a legitimate practice, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. door-to-door sales in the 1880s was not, <laughs> was just fine, yeah, exactly, so, so, uh... It's like, what, why don't you just use the internet? What's the internet? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Why don't you use a phone? What's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So that's why, well, you say Avon is the oldest MLM company, but it didn't exist as an MLM when it first started. So, yeah. Uh, Amway is not a scam, but you can still be scammed. These posts are interesting. I guess they, had, um, they got a phone soon after, if it was the 18- or it was the 1880s or the 1860s. If it was the 1880s, I guess they had a phone. They had phones. You could you could grab your little phone earpiece. Well, I mean, that, that, was, that was around when the phone was invented. Like, the phone was invented in the late 1800s. Yeah, so you could, you could uh, I, maybe you could do a mail-order catalog. You could call someone up, order your Neutralite vitamins. I know it wouldn't be, like, the greatest idea. It's not like going back in time and writing Harry Potter, but going back in time and creating like, the first subscription box when the telephone was just invented would have been hilarious. Like, just think, just think of, like, the ways you could blow these people's minds just by mailing them shit. Exactly. <laughs> Through a telephone. Like, can you imagine confetti bombs I mean, or, like, do, dick in a did, box? Uh, when did uh, mail order, like, mail order catalogs start? Because those have been around for a while. I don't know. I know, like, this, like, the, the common, like, I don't know, tr- traditional ones where it's like you literally just flip through it. You can order an entire kitchen set in a magazine. Like, they had those in the 40s, like the Sears catalogs and shit. Anna brings up a great point. It was considered a little shady for women to receive a visit from male salesmen, which is how Avon ladies got started. Yeah, because, like, if a woman was staying at home and then a man came to the door, it was like, oh, no, a man, this isn't safe. But if a woman came to the door, then it was like, oh, another lady, I can invite her in and we can we can have tea or whatever. See, that's actually a really cool origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Like Avon, I don't think has a, a shady origin story. It seems perfectly fine. But as Avon. a company now, as a company now, I would not join Avon as it is now an MLM. Um, it became Frieza's final form. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we oh, got so Caroline's off track. here. Caroline says, I haven't been on a stream in forever. My schedule has changed, but I'm glad I made it again. Well, Caroline, I sure hope you can make it next week because it's going to be Canada week. Um, all right. So here is, we're going back to Dr. Phil's involvement with Amway, by which I mean his lawyers giving a settlement, partially an Amway product, which is wild. Okay. Um, so here we go. So $6 million of Neutralite daily multivitamin and multimineral six-month supply and $4.5 million in cash, out of which all the costs and attorney's fees will be paid. All of the contents of the fund will be distributed. McGraw will have no personal obligation to contribute to the fund. The agreement provides the benefits to people who can establish by affidavit or proof of purchase that they bought shape-up supplements before July 1st. Uh, the agreement will also provide benefits to certain charitable organizations. So... It looks like the people who were suing him, he was like, you sued me for, for giving you shitty supplements. Now, instead of me paying you out in cash, I'm going to pay you out in more shitty supplements. Here's more shitty supplements. I hope you feel better. I forgot that she was Avon in, in Edward Scissorhands. I knew she was a door-to-door salesman for the neighborhood. 
Oh, was that I? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just always thought she was like Tupperware or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, that was Tupperware. Well, I guess it wasn't technically Tupperware, but Napoleon Dynamite was where Uncle Rico sold Tupperware. It was the it was the knockoff Tupperware thing. <laughs> or uh, what was his co his company was called something different, but it was basically Tupperware. Anna oh, wants to see a mafia style oh, film I, about I it. it. <laughs> we clicked it at the same time. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I would see it. I would love to see like a Peaky Blinders, a Peaky Avon. I love it. Okay, wait. So Dr. Phil has also spoken at Quick Start. I see. I love how we're going down the rabbit hole. We're just going to fall down this rabbit hole together. I'm Dr. falling down Phil too. <laughs> the, the Avon pop culture. at Quick Star Seminar. Because uh, I want to hear more about how. I, I want to hear more about Edward Scissorhands' experience with with a beauty rep. <laughs> um, I feel like Doctor Phil does a good job of hiding his shady past because all the stuff that I'm finding, like you have to dig for it, doesn't come up easily. Well, you do you think really it's look. also because like it happened pre-social media for the most part? Probably the fact that a lot of this happened. Uh, 2006 was 15 years ago now, and. Like, this was just when social media was starting to be invented, you know? Yeah, Facebook uh, may have I been guess, invented. I but guess MySpace existed and blogs existed, but yeah. But the MySpace was mostly young. I mean, I know there were some adults on it, but it was mostly kids. And Facebook was exclusively college students when it started. Yeah, so at this time, like, yeah, there wasn't, it wasn't like people were blowing this wide open. Um... Fox and Compass says, I used to sell Avon. Funnily enough, it was the most success I had in any MLM, the only one I didn't go into debt with. That's a success story. Yeah. I've I've heard I've heard that I, and that's the thing, it's hard to compare them because they're all they're all bad. The models are all bad regardless. But I've heard that Avon and Tupperware, from when I've interviewed others, I've heard that Avon and Tupperware are the ones that so, seem to put people in the least debt. If you guys saw the video I did where I interviewed Lori, who's often in our chat, Lori's the one who's been in 27 MLM companies over the period of 40 years. And she, uh, she said that Tupperware, she did Avon, I think, and Avon wasn't too bad. And when she did Tupperware, that was the one where she lost the least money. And Amway was the one where she lost the most money and says is objectively the worst of them. I definitely think Amway's the worst of them, too. <laughs> I actually know people personally who make money with Norwex. I oh. think I, I think it's I don't know if it's an MLM or not, but yeah, I, it is. It, it, I, I know they make money though because I, I know they sell the products. So that doesn't mean they're necessarily yeah. profiting though, because they yeah. probably have a monthly PPV. They probably have like a. Um... Oh no! I mean, I'm not. I'm not even advertising it as something that you should do. I just personally know people who are like they they work full time jobs and then they sell Norwex on the side and yeah they seem perfectly happy with that. So I, I, as far as like, we're talking about MLMs that are the least uh, damaging. That's the only experience I know of someone in an MLM that's not in debt. Well, it's good they're not in debt, but yeah, they're probably, a lot of people in MLMs try to make it look like they're doing fine when they're not. Oh, here we go. Norwex is my least favorite MLM. Yeah, Norwex is like the cleaning products, right? It's the uh, it's like the scrubbing cloth. It's like the scrubbing cloths. Yeah. I, I I bought one of the cloths from them like a year ago because <laughs> they, they they had a Norwex party. 
Oh, God, a Norwex party. It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, guys, on Friday, on Friday on my channel, um, Ivy's going to premiere her OnlyFans to have a pure romance party. She's got to show off how to use the crystal encrusted dildos. Ew. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a real pure romance product. I'm going to look that up real quick, and then we'll get back to Dr. Phil. Pure romance crystal dildo. Are they trying to capture the Venn diagram of uh, of like women that are into the crystal energy and women that like orgasms? So they're like, get you, align your chakras with this moan. Is this is this the one? Um, yeah, it's a thousand dollars. I'm not going to pull it up on the screen because I don't want to get demonetized. But it's a thousand dollars. And it has, I don't know how to say it, Swar Swarovski. Is that how you Don't it use it on raw chicken. It just rinse like basic. No, I use it with soap and water. <laughs> um, yeah, so they got, they have the crystal dildo. Not, it's not like the whole thing is made of crystals. It's like most of it's a regular dildo and then it's, it has crystal. But why would you want, why would you need crystals on your dildo? It's not a cell phone case. You don't need to bling a dildo. Exactly. Like I don't get it. Uh, In fact, I, I, I don't. I don't know about female masturbation preferences, but I assume most of it's done alone. So you don't necessarily need to show off the product and how shiny it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Unless it's like maybe like a I don't know like a exhibitionism thing. Like if someone has exhibitionism kink and they like to invite people to watch. But then, do they need the crystals? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you're trying to show off. You're trying to show off to everybody. It's about your. It's about cultivating an image, or maybe people who do OnlyFans or something. Mm. They wanna, yeah, they wanna have. Uh, they wanna have the fanciest stuff to show off on their OnlyFans. Pure romance is trying to break into the OnlyFans market. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. So I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a crystal dildo, and I highly recommend no one else do that either, especially if it's from Pure Romance. Maybe they like to display they like to display it in their china cabinet. <laughs> maybe maybe they chop the tip off and they use it as like a wine decanter or a bong. What if they what if they like chop the tip off and they 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 they, they, they put the weed in the balls and they take a hit out of the dick? Oh my god. <laughs> Germs like crevices. Let's not stick that sort of stuff in our bodies. Completely agree. Completely agree. I feel like we're getting back to Gwyneth Paltrow week now. Our bodies are crevices. Well, she stuck a jade egg up her vagina. This is mm -hmm. shoving crystals around your vagina. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was the thing was that like gynecologists were reacting at this time and were like, do not listen to Gwyneth Paltrow and stick a jade egg up your vagina because that is how you were going to get an infection. You're going to get a big infection if you stick a jade egg up your vagina. Don't do it. Joe is a request for when antibot, uh, when you see antibot. What's Joe's request? Uh, about, about the, about her video on like the sex toys. She did a video on, on pure romance. I don't think she did. Did she? I know Savannah Marie did. Savannah Marie did one with a, with another person too. Yeah. They, I always love those videos where there's like a lot of, high energy and laughs wait mushroom just of course mushroom destroyer 
Of course, Washroom Destroyer, was it the same? Was it your same friend who twerked at the sun until her I, ass got sunburned? I was about to ask that. I'm happy you did. Yeah, I think we're all on the same wave. Like, we're, we're building the expanding universe of Mushroom Destroyer's life here. I knew a lady who displayed her glass dildos in a china cabinet. That is wild, dude. I mean, I will say, as far as dildos go, glass is probably, like, the most deserving to be displayed. It's true. So maybe do people are people trying to display their dildos? Is that what? Oh, oh, is it one of the reactions that she did with uh, with genetically modified skeptic? Okay, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Okay, we're good. Yeah, I can talk. I'll ask her about it. I'm sad his name is genetically modified skeptic and not GMO because then he could have like had a lot of fun with like no GMOs and Monsanto and shit like that. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Disappointed with his acronym choice. Okay, oh, so we both clicked it again. <laughs> So Mushroom Destroyer knows a rich, drunk lady who used to be married to an ex-McDonald's CEO, and she was the one who displayed her glass dildos in a china cabinet. Where do you meet these people, Mushroom Destroyer? Where do you well, meet these people? So she either lied or she's parallel universe Rachel Hollis. Yeah. <laughs> That's parallel, parallel universe Rachel Hollis. Rest in peace, parallel oh, no, universe Rachel Hollis. Died. Oh, that's so sad because I was really, uh, I was really invested in this lady's story. Now I, I was gonna say, is it would it be disrespectful to write fanfic about her? Right. Here we go. Anna, Anna's just Anna's on it. Anna's the meme queen. I love it. So I take it she wasn't loving it. Oh yeah, my guys, God. get your jokes out now before we know her name because then she becomes a real person and we'll feel horrible about it. Well, Mushroom Destroyer <laughs> went to her house, so. All right, y'all. Uh, sorry, we get off track real easy, but it's okay. It's okay. It's Wednesday morning. We're having it's a the good charm time. of the stream. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so here we go. So, only thing I can imagine is that this company endorsed by Dr. Phil was promoting some products, which apparently were crap, and they got sued as a settlement to make everyone happy. The cash pays for all the lawyers, and the Neutralite must go to all the customers to replace their crap products, which it's so stupid. Um,. Here's the, let's look at the lawsuit. Let's look at the lawsuit. Yeah, let's, let's, let's look at the, just gotta do it. Just look at the lawsuit. Look at the lawsuit. Look at the lawsuit. Logan, what are you doing with your life? Well, that site didn't take me to the lawsuit, but that's okay. Anyway, let's take a look at this page then. Alexa, tell me about the time Dr. Phil got sued. That's many times. All right. Thank you. So this one's Amway Quickstar Neutralite and Dr. Phil. Um, and let's see. This is so wild. Like, this is just such a weird story. So it says there was a news report not long ago about Dr. Phil's shape up diet products and a class action lawsuit. The settlement for the class action included 6 million of Neutralite daily vitamin and six months or and four and a half million in cash. Odd that Neutralite would be part of a settlement for another crap product, right? The answer to that guttural query can be found not in news accounts, at least not that we saw, but rather the settlement that agreed that 
The settlement agreement posted on the website shapeupsettlement.com. There it is revealed that neither Dr. Phil nor CSA were the ones ordered to shell out, but rather Amway parent company Alticor. According to the document, Alticor will provide four and a half million in cash and six million in new. So wait, is Alticor also the per person? Did did Amway's parent company produce both Neutralite and Dr. Phil's shitty did they, did they produce Neutralite and Dr. Phil? Was he made in a lab? Wait, did Dr. <laughs> Phil get made in a lab like a supplement? <laughs> was, was Dr. Phil a gummy life that got shit by lightning? Um, Altic, let's look it up. Alticor. Um, what is it? Shape up. This is interesting. Yeah, I, such I agree a, with such a rabbit hole here. Some people's disapproval is a compliment. I would agree. I get disapproved of a lot. Look at look at Meryl Streep and um and Devil Wears Prada. Look look at the All look right. at how she handled so, disapproval or how her employees did. So we're going to read the the Detroit Metro Times, which I think is going to explain everything. Let's hope. And if it doesn't, that's okay. We're, we're exploring and researching together. Uh, so, uh, do, 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 do. so as it turns out, however, this little notice item has a significant Michigan connection with Amway, the multi-level marketers of soap and hope. So the marketers of soap and hope. I love that. Soap and hope. I'd oh buy goodness. it. I'd, I'd get uh, roped into that cult. The Shape Up Diet Supplements Dr. Phil helped promote and peddle his chrome-domed visage was featured on the packages, were pushed with the claim that the products contained scientifically researched levels of ingredients that can help you change your behavior to take control of your weight. The suit against Dr. Phil and the company that actually sold the products, CSA Nutraceuticals of Irving, Texas, alleged fraud and claimed that there was no credible scientific evidence that these products had any effect on a person's behavior. Here's how scientific the whole thing was. Purchasers of Shape Up products, how Dr. Phil, don't you think? The commanding tone, the dude, whoever wrote this had a lot of fun writing this article. Uh, purchasers of Shape Up products determined which supplements were right for them by identifying their body types. Pear-shaped people took one formula, while those that looked more like apples took another. Uh, okay. Same. What yeah. about people shaped like bananas? Right. Like I, mean, every... I know pear and apple-shaped people are actually like descriptions of body types. Uh, but you have to be shaped like fruits. If you're shaped like a vegetable, or if you're shaped like a cornucopia, then... You, you you may not take Dr. Phil's products. Like I took this one heart health class as an elective in college, which is just another BS thing that we can talk about in college one day on on, on the, um, the 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 need for electives and uh, and and core studies to walk away with a well-rounded education. It's like no, I got that in high school allegedly. Let me just get my degree in as quick amount of time as possible so I don't go in, so we don't have to go into debt. But yeah, besides the point, I had to take this class, and just one of the things that ingrained in my memory was like pear-shaped people are more likely linked to heart disease. Wait, really? That's yeah. That's a thing? I didn't know that. Well, it was talking, like, it was talking about, like, risk factors of, of heart disease, and obviously smoking was the top risk factor of heart disease. Um, like, like, smoking, sm smoking puts you in a, in the highest, in a higher risk category than someone who doesn't exercise and is morbidly obese. Huh. I had no idea. Well, that's an interesting fact to remember. Yeah, it, that's why. I, like, I, I remember I was studying. I was studying while watching the London Olympics, and I learned that smoking is worse for you than being obese. Thanks, college. 
So, okay, what caught some eyes, including those of the tipster who clued us into all this, were the terms of the settlement. Pears and apples foolish enough to buy Dr. Phil's line could opt to receive Neutralite vitamins in lieu of cash. Those supplements, it turns out, are manufactured by Amway and its sister company, Quickstar. The answer, okay, there we go. Uh, so Amway's parent company, Alticor. According to that document, Alticor will provide $4.5 million in cash and $6 million in Neutralite products to disgruntled users of Shape Up. The product was taken off the market in 2004. Among the court documents reviewed by New Hits was a particularly interesting email sent by Mike Moore, Alticor's general counsel, to Dr. Phil and others. Um, this is interesting. So I think any reporter, I think that if any reporter digs, all we need to be upfront and proud, or we need to be upfront and proud without waving the Amway flag. The Amway flag is a two-edged sword for both of us. We have reputation problems that are common in the diet selling industry. We absolutely do not want to attach that to you in any way. Moreover, the same psychotics that create reputation problems will use powerful communication tools and undue influences to damage our business. DeVos had resigned as president of Alticor less than a year before Shape Up hit stores. One familiar with the case says that considering the deal worth an estimated $20 million or more to the Michigan-based company and the lead time required to put something like that together, it's almost certain DeVos would have had to have signed off on it before leaving the company. Um, oh wow. Okay, so this is this is just wild, dude. This Sam's, is wild. We have to try this. Vanilla vodka plus milk plus Earl Grey tea equals dirty London fog. Absolutely, we have to try that. That sounds so good. Best case scenario, we love it. Worst case scenario, I get to make fun of a Canadian for telling us to drink this. Well, we we should try it during Canada week next week, but at the end of the week. When, no. <laughs> and not well you're you're yes. not, not on the day you're Friday. taking your exam. We can we can Friday. try it Friday. We'll try it Friday. Unless uh, I push the exam back and then I can deal with all the Don't push again. your exam back. Get Take your exam. You got this. All, all our Canadian viewers, get ready for next week. It's going to be Canada week. We're going to have a good old time. Happy early birthday. Oh, yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, wait. Birthday today or birthday? Her birthday's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah happy I'm early gonna, birthday. Yeah, my grandma's in town, so I'm going to go over and hang out with my family today, and then I'm going to spend time with my mom for her birthday tomorrow as well. So it's going to be a fun week. That's why I was up so late editing videos last night because I needed to get stuff done before that. However, I have not yet finished editing our theme song. So that's where we're going to go next with that. Um, I have to pee. Can you, uh, can you handle, can you, you want to talk to the chat while I pee? Yeah, actually, this is a great, this is a great moment to talk to the chat too, because right, I was I'll listening to an minute. episode of, uh, what was it? Mind Pump Podcast or some shit. Yeah, it was Mind Pump Podcast, I believe. And they had a heart doctor on. Um, and it was kind of funny where he got to a point too, where he said like smoking, like the habit of smoking is really difficult. And the most successful people to quit are people who quit cold Turkey. But, um, the people that don't quit cold Turkey, um, oftentimes he gets them to st stop smoking tobacco by recommending they pick up smoking pot. <laughs> I just thought I like that because, because he's like, ultimately he was like, obviously, you know, it's still smoking. And it's still going to do some damage to your health, but smoking pot will do less damage to your health than tobacco. Uh, so where, where did I just go? Here we go. Milk and tea just grosses me out. I have no idea how people. I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't sound too gross to me. It sounds like milk and coffee to me. Milk and tea is the bestest. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's the best. Like, I obviously drink coffee, and I drink my coffee black, but. I'll I'll take a I'll take coffee with milk or tea with milk. Grandma says hi, happy birthday! Awesome, we're getting happy birthdays. I put half and half in spiced teas. That makes sense. I like milk and hot tea and cold. Yeah. Hi, precious cousins. Okay, more happy birthdays. 
apologies if you already discussed this, but what's your plan for Canada Week next week? My plan is to study a lot. Uh, I don't know if we actually have any plans. I, I'm leaving that up to Savvy. My husband quit cold smoking cold turkey, but he also smokes pot, so I guess that made it easier. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, while the, it's so long as, like, our body's chemical reaction might go away, but the habit itself of just needing to smoke is, is still there, or, just, or, or, like, having that oral fixation or fixation, one of those words, is still there. And so it's, uh, it's obviously not healthy, but it's healthier. Or, or it's less unhealthy, um, so you're still improving. Or people that recommend uh, smoking to quit drinking. Yeah, that's, that's not ideal. That, that's, that's definitely not ideal. I quit with e-cigs. I've heard that's been pretty successful uh, for, for people that have been habitual smokers through their life and have successfully weeded out or, or lowered their, their smoking uh, amounts with, with e-cigarettes. Mama drinks chai. Chai is delicious. I hate coffee. Nothing that smells so amazing should taste like that. <laughs> it tastes delicious. I like a bit of. I mean, but I will say, coffee is an acquired taste. Uh, like, I think the reason I love coffee so much is because I drank it a little as a kid and didn't mind that it was bitter. And so, the more I drank it, the more I got used to the taste. And now I just like, love the taste. I'm also just a plain, unsweet tea person in general. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll drink tea in any way. I'll drink sweet tea. I'll drink unsweet tea. I'll drink tea with milk. I'll drink tea with the works. Let me know if you need inspiration for Canada Week. I will try my best to watch all the streams. Yeah, uh, well, we're always open to inspiration. Some of my high, high school classmates tried to snort tea. That's very stupid. My BF stopped smoking eventually. He used to vape all the time. Funny story, my husband quit smoking because my youngest daughter bullied him into it. Like he'd pick up a cigarette and she'd get it. That that's very funny. <laughs> Way to go, daughter. Smoke is smoke, and there's always residue left in the lungs. No, I, I I agree. I completely agree. That that's. I mean, it's not. There's nothing to agree with. It's true. I know that. I'm just. I just thought it was funny that this doctor said that to get people to quit smoking tobacco, he got them to smoke weed. That's all. I would think it's a ritual of smoking and taking time out. Yeah. Uh, gum chewing to replace smoking seems to work for most, but then you are a gum addict. I like coffee, but it's okay. And we are now caught up. I was a tea drinker until college and work nights and only have coffee. Was okay. Now that you're back, I'm going to have another cup of coffee. Just talking All about right, coffee. I have another cup of coffee. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I wanted to take a look and see about Dr. Phil speaking for an Amway event. Okay. So this is from Wikipedia on a page about, oh, this is an Amway North America archive. So let's find Dr. Phil. Here we go. Oh, look at this. Liz says, my last job threw me a Canadian theme going away at party because I was annoyed with Canadians because I watched too much House Hunters. Oh, my God. Are we going to do? Oh, wait. Okay. So Friday, guys. I know RK's here. I was going to talk about this while he wasn't here, but now he is here. Friday, next Friday, July 2nd, is RK's birthday. Let's throw him a Canadian-themed birthday party because it's his birthday and it's Canada week. So we'll do a Canadian-themed birthday party that day. 
It'll be lots of fun. Sounds fun. Yeah, you ready? Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're, you're ready for a Canada birthday party. So, anyone who has ideas in the chat for the Canada birthday party, let us know. Uh, I think it'll be lots of fun. A anyone Canadian is welcome to come on the stream that day to celebrate. If you're not from Canada, you can't come on the stream. I don't know if I want to start my birthday by doing something like highly productive and just being like, I'm going to start my 30s with something incredibly productive, or if I want to start it with like an epic movie marathon. That's a good, yeah. Uh, start do an epic movie marathon. Yeah, you think so? But may, I'm well, like, you're I, gonna start it with a Canada themed birthday party, which will be fun. So, like, I was thinking on the one hand, what if I aim for like a hundred thousand steps on my thirtieth birthday? You could like, do that. Like, how do no. Canadians celebrate their birthday? Probably the same way. Probably the same way we do. That's not invitations on maple leaves. I love that. There, there's no way Canadians celebrate their birthdays the same way we do when we have zero percent chance of dying by moose. That's true. Well, if you were if you were not a vegetarian, I'd order you some elk meat that we can eat for. It would be a little like little callback to Joe Rogan week. Eat some elk meat and all that. No, I think I'm just gonna take an edible and go for a hundred thousand steps with like the Lord of the Rings on in the background. I mean, that sounds like a really good way to celebrate, too. I think that's a great idea. The, I, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do for my birthday this year because it's just 29. I don't know if 29 is interesting. But when I turn 30, 29 is 30, dude, when I turn 30, I'm going to we're going to go to the American Girl store and everyone's invited. We'll 29 to, is 30. I've been 30 for a year. I just 29 is not 20. 30. They're different numbers. What you're saying is not it doesn't make mathematical sense. If, so, if you tell someone you're 29, in their mind, they're thinking 30. No, they're not. If someone tells me they're 29, I'm not thinking 30. I'm thinking 29. Yeah, you take things literally. If someone tells me they're 29, I'm thinking 30. If I tell someone I'm 29, they're thinking 30. Like this, not, was not, a, this, was a, okay, this was a thing with the red pill guys that kept happening. They kept claiming that women take things literally, but not seriously. No, and no, that men no. take things seriously, but not literally. Things, I'm saying you take things literally because you have OCD. No, I do take things literally because <laughs> of OCD. That is true. But I was like, I, this was just a, a random thing that they kept popping up. And then people in my comments would be like, see, this is an example of taking things literally, but not seriously. And I'm like, you can take something literally and seriously at the same time. Those things are not opposites. But as it turns out, um, red pillars actually have in-group language. So the English they speak and the English we speak isn't exactly the same. So a lot of the words they say don't mean the same thing it means to us, which I didn't know, which is frustrating. Um, no, so. but I'll think Joe 6859. Let me get my coffee. Yeah, RK has a weird, uh, a weird way of looking at numbers. Um, so, okay, but yeah, okay, so Fox and Compass rounds ages two to multiples of five. That makes sense. Um, I, I don't think it's that weird. I just got to, I got to practice being 30 for a year before I became 30. And I, oh, I got a lot dude, done. Oh, dude, the American Girl store in Dallas does a sleepover experience with the hotel that's attached to the mall. Oh, I doubt that they'd let it be a group of adults, though, right? Because there's no kids invited to my party when I turn 30. We're going to go to the Chicago American Girl Store. It's going to be all adults. Um, I wish there could be a sleepover element. Well, we can have a sleepover at my apartment. I'll host the sleepover part. Um, we can. All our dolls will come to the sleepover, too. It'll be fun. And we'll be drunk. 
Uh, let's see. But when you're 31, you're also basically 30. So I think you're just 30 for three years. I think you're 30 when you're 29, 30, and 31. Uh, Sharma says, for my 42 this year, I'm throwing a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Party. I love that. That's fantastic. I love that, too. Congratulations on making it to the meaning of life. My 30th birthday is going to be September 8th, 2022. So it's going to be a year and about a year and three months from now. I'm turning 29 this year. So y'all have plenty of time to plan your trips to Chicago for September of 2022 for the American Girl Star Party. <sighs> That's smart. If you, if like it before you, before you uh, age up or I'll say level up, you just publish something or release something or do something creative and you just line it up with your birthday so you can celebrate that instead. Uh, so uh, it, regarding the no kids rule, Paige is an exception. Paige the puppet may come to the party. Yes. And Paige, I will give, I will let Paige have a miniature American girl doll so that she has one that's on her scale. See, oh, that's true. Oh, mama needs a passport for that. Cause Paige is Canadian. Do you need a passport? You do need a passport to cross the Canadian U S border. Don't you? Yes. <laughs> or an enhanced driver's license. Oh, well, party or in Chicago, an, September 2022. Save the date. That's right. That's right. Or a Nexus card. Go any of those routes. Exactly. Um, okay. Sorry, guys. We got way off track because we're all celebrating birthdays right now, which is great because we're celebrating RK's birthday a week from this Friday on Canada week. Oh, wait, my birthday's Friday. So we got to. Well, we your birthday is July 2nd, right? Yeah. So that's that's the Friday of Canada week. Dude, my birthday's a Friday? Yeah, your birthday's a Friday. You got lucky. You get to have your 30th birthday on a Friday. That's, that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Now, now I feel bad for just wanting to do a movie marathon. I feel like I should go out. But I don't know. Aaron has to work that day. I'll probably go out. Maybe I'll see. If Aaron, if Aaron works late, I might just go see some music anyway. That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a Canada birthday party on the on the stream. And uh, I will, I'll make a fun thumbnail, which has, but well, I'll make lots of Can Canada things wearing birthday hats, like maple leaves and uh, Degrassi characters and Alanis and whatever else they have in Canada. Dude, Alanis is the greatest Canadian export. Yeah, I would agree with that. She's, I would agree with that. She's fantastic. Yeah, no, she's the greatest Canadian export. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't think of much else. I mean, I, I can, like, I love Gord Downey, but I don't even know if he's an export. Like he was like pretty Canadian, Canadian. Canadian, Canadian. I like, like it. Like he was like a mountain of Ontario. Um, rest in peace, man. Uh, and then the, I mean, I love Avril Lavigne, but then I just like thought Avril Lavigne or Atlantis. And... I'll, I'll, I'll put Avril Lavigne on the birthday thumbnail too. Avril Lavigne solid. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so as M.M. Ward is bringing us back down to, back to our, our focus, Dr. Phil paid his crap lawsuit about vitamins with other vitamins. Exactly. Well, I guess Dr. I Phil has- none of these because astrology is stupid. Cancel us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of fun stuff to get canceled for. But I, I was, I think I, if you want to go with the astro chart says cancer, which is just always fun to tell people, like when they're talking about the astro charts and they're just like, I'm an Aries, I'm a Taurus. I'm cancer. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Why was I named after the deadly disease? <laughs> so, 
Um, so, okay, so Dr. Phil was brought in to talk to Quickstar leaders, something he was initially not, okay, so Dr. Phil was initially not interested in talking to the leaders from Quickstar. By the way, Quickstar is an Amway company. Amway owns a bunch of, for those who don't know, who don't know Amway owns a bunch of companies and sometimes goes by different names because they have such a bad reputation that they need to have a bunch of different names so that they can trick people into joining and then they'll be in too deep and not leave. Um... So he, like most folk, had a complete misunderstanding of the whole industry. Is this Wikipedia page biased? Is this a real Wikipedia or is this like the Amway wiki? It says wikipedia.org at the top of the page. But I don't know. I, this feels a little biased. After tours and meeting folk, he gave... Oh, yeah. Do, okay. After tours and meeting folk, he gave spoke at Quickstar Live and these endorsements. After meeting folk, he gave spoke. That's my After favorite. After meeting folk, he gave spoke. This cannot be real Wikipedia, right? Am I like this? It says it says this is Wikipedia, but I don't know if I believe it. After, after This is making me happy. What are you talking about? After, after meeting folk, he gave spoke. <laughs> Later he contacted he con he contracted oh yeah I'm just my bleh. That wasn't Wikipedia's fault. That was you. That was he me. contracted access business. That was group. me. That was my fault. A sister company of I can't read that small. Okay, uh the, so okay, so one of the company so Dr. Phil made the company CSA Nutraceuticals with the Shape Up products. He got Access Business Group which is a, a company related to Quickstar, both owned by Amway's parent company, and he got them to manufacture the products. So yes, it is confirmed. Dr. Phil's weight loss supplements were manufactured by Amway's parent company. And that is why they were being paid out in Amway vitamins. Um, okay. So much astrology in the chat. I, I, I know we live our life by be curious, don't be judgmental, but I will say when I see someone that has a Hogwarts house, a Percy Jackson affiliation, a, di a divergent affiliation, or an astro symbol in their bio, I don't follow them. Or I, I, I don't follow them if they have the combination. If it's just one, I don't follow them if they have the astro symbol. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of friends who are really into astrology, so I... I and from it sounds like a, it sounds like a fun hobby. Like it's not my thing, but I can see how people could get into it because it sounds like it sounds like a, a fun hobby to try to read things about it and stuff like that. I'm sorry about cutting off the uh, the the lawsuit. That's okay. The law. I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of what there is to cover about that. So, Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil was involved in Amway shit. He used the same. Uh, quick recap. Dr. Phil wanted to make some weight loss products. He called them Shape Up. He got Amway's, uh, another company created that was still part of Amway's parent company to produce those products, which was related to Quickstar, which is an Amway company. So then when Dr. Phil got sued because his weight loss supplements did not do what he said they would do because they were ridiculous, when he got sued, his lawsuit settlement paid people not just in cash, but also in Neutralite vitamins. Neutralite has been in MLM since before Amway and was bought out by Amway, I want to say back in the 70s, but it might have been before that. Uh, so, Dr. And then Dr. Phil also spoke to the top Quickstar leaders. Quickstar is also a company under the Amway umbrella. 
Uh, so basically, Dr. Phil is an Amway apologist. There are a lot of fun things I find fun, but don't take serious. Yeah, that was I a solid wrap up, by the way. Thank you. That was my best wrap up of all of this. And I just everyone, everyone applauds. Everyone. Uh, so a uh, quick reminder this morning at the beginning of the stream, we drew the winner for Dave Hollis's book, Get Out of Your Own Way. The winner for that is Holly Fran, who, um, or Holly Francis, uh, who comes to our chat sometimes. And I sent them a message on Instagram and hope to get that book mailed out soon. Congratulations, Holly, on winning. Um, and we also talked a lot about birthdays and astrology and Canada and all the stuff we usually talk about. So it was a good time. Oh, and we talked about crystal dildos and putting dildos in a glass cabinet and uh, how Mushroom Destroyer knew someone who displayed glass dildos in a, in a cabinet and was also married to a former McDonald's CEO and then died. Well, we've had a really interesting day today, guys. I think this was a great way to start the morning. One second. I'm looking for a pen because I wanted to write change my mind in here, but I can't seem to find one right now. Oh, you so you want to do the Steven Crowder thing? Yeah, I want to do like change my mind astrology is stupid. Oh, we could dude, dude, we should do a Steven Crowder week and we should hold up change my mind signs and bring on people in the chat who disagree with certain viewpoints we have to come change our mind. I found a pen. Here Wait, we go. That would be such a fun week. We should actually do that. So like we could do uh, astrology is bad. Change my mind for one day. And then we could have. Hey, I, didn't, I never said bad. I said stupid. <laughs> Okay, you could do astrology <laughs> is stupid. I changed my mind. That's and an important have people who are into astrology come on and uh, and convince you otherwise. We could just come up with a bunch of controversial opinions we have, like uh, that, that pen died. So I'll just do it on my phone. Change my mind, astrology. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be up for that in real life, though? Like doing Stephen Crowder week, and we could also make fun of some of his stupid stuff that he does. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's also, I don't know if he's insecure or hyper aware where he seems to, his ears seem to perk up when the universe is making fun of him. And so there's a chance we get invited on a show, which would be a win. That would absolutely be a win. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we could, we could talk about, uh, yeah, we could talk about his, uh, how he's not very funny and kind of failed at comedy. We could talk about his change my mind thing. And then since we're living as him, we could get people to come on and try to change our mind about things. I, I feel bad saying he failed a comedy now, but I know he acted in Arthur. I mean, that that's a win. Acting in Arthur is a win, but <laughs> he really, like I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing to say. He has an internet show where he tries to be funny and he's not funny. <laughs> that's just a matter of opinion, I guess. But yeah. So I don't think he's funny. I watched his episode yesterday. I laughed twice both were because of the Dave Landau guy and both when he was making fun of the karate kid. Cause it was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> he was like, you don't think of how weird the karate kid is until you're just like, Hey, do until you just realize, Hey, it's this old guy telling this young kid to do all these household chores shirtless. <laughs> it's just like, that's fucking funny. Um, so so I, I laughed twice and neither were Steve Crowder. Um, so I guess we can say at the very least, like he's, he's not funny in our opinion. I, I don't know if like he has a successful show. Like he, he, he has the sub count and he has the view count. And so you can't deny that whatsoever. Um, 
But then you ask yourself if that's successful comedy. And I don't know. When people go to him, I don't see people talking about how funny he is. I see people talking about how right he is. And if uh, someone said this about comedy, I forgot who, and I sort of agreed with it. It's like you sort of fail at comedy when you do it for the applause and not the laughs. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. When you want people to agree with you rather than laugh at you, then it's not comedy anymore. Now you're focused more on the, yeah, that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know who it was actually? It's funny. I'm using this against Steven Crowder. It was someone who was saying why Lily Singh wasn't a good late night host. I mean, I personally didn't think Lily Singh was a good late night host either. I yeah. think she's a funny YouTube vlogger. I don't think it translated to the late night format well. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying they said that as an example of why she isn't good because her jokes were made for applause and not laughs. Yeah, and I exactly. agree with that sentiment. Yeah. And I agree with that sentiment so much. I apply it to Steve Crowder. Who I'm like, he's on this show and he's not making jokes for laughs or he, maybe he is, but most of the comments are people agreeing with them or applauding him. Yeah. Okay. I think we should do a change my mind week. I'm going to, I'm going to have mine will all be probably controversial Star Trek opinions. Although, no, I'll try to have more more broad appeal than that. But we'll have Astrology is Stupid. We'll have something about Canada. We'll have something about, uh, I don't know, um, Star Trek. We'll just I, have, don't know what, I don't know what we'll have about Canada. Because we'll have had Canada Week, and I think that our minds will already be changed. By our minds being changed, I mean, I've never hated Canada, and you have never genuinely hated Canada, so I don't no, think... No, I've really genuinely ever... hated Canadians. <laughs> Fox and Compass, well, you gotta, you gotta wait for controversial Star Trek opinions until, uh, until Change My Mind Week. I guess we could make a Change My Mind Quebec should be a free and independent nation. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go, there we go. <laughs> Okay, Amanda, I totally agree. Chris Fleming is the best example of doing comedy strictly for laughs. Chris Fleming is actually my favorite comedian of all time. And the last person I saw live before the pandemic hit. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's difficult to find. It's not difficult to find, it's, but it's, it's easier to find comedians that aren't in it for the yeah, laughs. Yeah, Steven Crowder, mock trans women. Yeah, he's an asshole in general. He's like, he, well, a lot of what he tries to do as comedy now is just being like, here's a group of people that's different than me. I'm going to make fun of them for being different than me. That's at least what I've seen. I haven't seen everything he does, but he's just, he's so, just an asshole. Like, yeah, he's not I really saw, funny. I saw, I saw one episode where he mocked a trans woman and it was, he dressed up as a woman and went to a planet fitness. And I didn't get the joke because he was trying to, like, he's trying to prove how weird people were. It's like, no one cared that he dressed up as a woman. People, yeah, only, like, people only started judging him when he started like grunting really loud and groaning really loud. And oh, like, I remember that. Yeah, it was like nobody, nobody cared that you were, were presenting as another gender. People cared that you were being annoying. Yeah, yeah, which is a conversation we had on the show where it's like, do you judge people who grunt at the gym? I try not to, but in the age of in the era of COVID, when it's met by coughs, I usually duck and cover like a nuke went off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Steve, a lot of Stephen Crowder's like, I'm gonna do this joke, but it's not even like a, a joke. It's just literally, here's a person who's different than me. Isn't it funny how everyone who's different than me is stupid? Because obviously, I'm the smartest. 
At least that's what I've seen. If we have any Steven Crowder fans in the chat, we can do Steven Crowder is not funny, change my mind that week and see if anyone can find something genuinely funny to change our mind. That could be part of it too. And I do want to clarify too. When I say not funny, I'm not saying not entertaining. I don't find him entertaining per se, but clearly other people do. He has a very successful channel. Oh, we could try to get a pro MLMer on that week, like, and see if someone could change. I bet they could probably change RK's mind about MLMs, but not mine would be my guess. Depends on who it is. Like, I would totally join an MLM if Alanis Morissette presented it to me. That's true. Well, I guess I guess it depends if it's a MILF, if, if it's a hot mom. So you're saying that if, would a hot mom be able to recruit you into an MLM? Yes, yes, yes. Like... So I think you may be yeah, you yeah. may be more of a simp than I am, which is yeah, I, an accomplishment. I, 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 well, to, I mean, I'm simp specific. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. which is funny because like I was ta- I was telling you about like the red pill rabbit hole I was falling down, and the advice these guys were giving, and I'm just thinking to myself like, if you're just patient and you focus on improving yourself, by the time you're 30, most of the women that you wanted to date in your 20s are either no longer available, so problem solved, can't date them, still single and want companionship because for the most part, many humans want companionship or are went through a divorce and are <laughs> hoping to get it right this time. And I don't know, I, I feel like I feel like really works focusing on improving yourself in your 20s and then worrying about finding the right partner in your 30s is the way to go because I, I think like everyone sort of knows more what they want. They value the right things that are more about life and not about sex. And it's, I think it's just I a, that's an interesting better perspective picking. that you have considering one, you're not 30 yet. And two, you're already living with your significant other. Yeah. And I'm also very happy. Like uh, all yeah. of these complaints of red pill pe- that like red pills are having on women. I'm like, I do not find this to be the case whatsoever yeah, I, like, i've literally <laughs> never experienced anything you're talking about here like they're okay. like they're talking about the modern women not wanting to do daily household tasks i'm like aaron and i split those with absolutely zero complaints i sometimes do a more just because i natural like i work in the apartment more often than she does yeah. so it's just how it works out like <laughs> yeah it's it's always like I, I don't know what you guys are talking about yeah or the whole thing where it's like they were had that little like six 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 thing. Women want a man who's six feet tall with six pack abs and a six figure in income. And I was like, which is fine if they maybe want some that. Women do, but I I don't know. But but here's the other thing too. If that, I've if never sought want, that out. Yeah, like if, if that's what women want, they're gonna go for it. If they can't find it, eventually they're going to to. This isn't meant to say settle, but we value companionship. We do. We do. Well, not everybody like, wants to be married, though. Like, for example, Sharon sure. in the chat talks about how she has no interest in relationships or marriage at all. Yeah. But neither do I. And I found a partner who's okay with that right Well, now. you have no interest in marriage, but you have interest in relationship. Yes. Whereas Cher has, in the chat, has talked about how she has interest in neither. She just, She wants to just be single because that's how she prefers life. My, my other favorite thing was I was listening to the stream and they were talking about, like, a lot of the comments. First off, the comments are fucking hilarious because they're just... It's it's this bodybuilder, like the one guy is a bodybuilder mm-hmm. with a really successful podcast. Are you talking about the Fresh and Fit podcast? No, no. I'm talking about the podcast the Fresh and Fit guys went on. Was uh, it the I'm Rational ta- Male podcast? No, Mike Rashid. It's a Mike, different podcast. Okay, Mike Rashid, okay. So they're on there and they're presenting their red pill theories to him. And he's talking about his experience 
as a successful in shape man and how he hasn't experienced any of that. And the chat is telling him he's wrong because they don't have that success. And they're telling his co-host he's wrong because he's a simp. And I'm thinking to myself, like y'all are really just coming here saying this, like this man is, is wrong for the life that he's lived because he's made himself better to a point where women are naturally attracted to him. And so, and, cause you think that women owe you like, owe you attraction or some shit like it, it, it just was, it was such a mind fuck for me because the entire time I'm thinking to myself, like, why don't you just strive to be that guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, why do you keep saying, well, well the I evidence... feel like, Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. A... a way that a lot of red pillars argue that I've noticed is that they, they try, they do like an entrapment where the only way that you can be right is if you agree with them. Otherwise they will frame it as if you have fallen into their trap. You're a simp. Well, that was that would be what they yep. would say to someone like me. Yes. Well, not to me because I'm female, so they you are not a simp. Assume that I'm a simp. Uh, I am. That you're correct. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, but they they will do this thing where it's like, for example, when I was reacting to the video where they were talking about Emma, if if you ask them for if they say something and you ask them for a source, they'll be like. They'll either say, like, you should have done your research before this, or they'll say the sources are, there's there's 40 years worth of sources, and you won't have time to read them all, so you can read them all, but you have to do all this research in order to talk to us in the first place. Or they'll say, most of the sources are hidden by the liberal agenda and the media and the fake news and whatever, so none of the sources are, are will really count anyway. And then if you try to go at it without a source, they'll say, well, you're making an emotional argument that isn't based on fact, and that is therefore proof that you are too emotional to have this argument. And you will say, I'm making an argument based on fact, where is your fact? And then they will be like, so it's basically like, there's no way you can win, because if you ask for a source, they'll be like, oh, see, this is an emotional thing that women do asking for sources. They'll frame anything you do as in the context of you are inherently not credible to do that thing, no matter what it is you're doing. And they also hate anecdotal uh, evidence. I've noticed like with the Mike Rashid, Mike Rashid, yeah. Rashid, they hated when he gave anecdotes because they're like, well, most guys don't do that. But it's like, okay, but I haven't experienced any of these disadvantages that you're talking about. Um, and I'm not a bodybuilder. Yeah. And the other thing is like, why do I care about these statistics? Like if I'm ever single again, I'm not going to like find comfort in statistics. I'm going to find comfort in dating a woman. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> like, I'd much rather date a woman than complain about being single. So I'll just the, go out and date a woman. That's the trap too, is that if you give anecdotal evidence about your experience, they'll say that's anecdotal evidence and that's just your experience and you're an outlier and it doesn't count. And then if you say, okay, can you provide a source that shows that on average the opposite is happening? They'll be like, that's an emotional response that a woman would have by asking for a source. Well, even if they show a source, it's like, I don't really care. Like, we're not friends. If you're struggling to find women, I don't, I'm sorry, that sucks. Like, good luck. I'm going to go date someone. Like, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm as average as they, as they come. And it's never been easier to date. Now, yeah, you can, if you're pursuing one girl, there's a chance she's not going to, to want to date you. But there's plenty of other women out there that are looking for someone like you. It's, it's, it's been, it was such a fucking bizarre rabbit hole to walk down. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I should spend any more time on it because some people have said like, Oh, it would be interesting to have you go on their show and that kind of thing. And I'm like, I, I would, because it would be interesting, but at the same time, like, I would want to fully read the books and do the research to understand because I don't want to be speaking a different language than other people. I would want to understand 
where it's coming from so that we can ha have like a legitimate discussion about it. But I don't know if I want to, like, I don't know if I want to spend all that time on this entire thing or if I want to just focus on the other stuff I'm doing. So I'll, I'll spend time thinking about it. It's I just, don't know. It's, it's, it, here's the real, here's why it's bizarre to me. It's like, it's these, it's a group of men who are trying to define what masculinity is and they're complaining the whole time. And when I hear guys complaining, they just sound like a bunch of little bitches. Like it's the least confident thing I get. Like I associate like attraction just because of the tried and true method is just like confidence is the most attractive thing. Oh, 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 like is like the most attractive characteristic to a woman. Like that's a tried and true method. I'm sure it's not the case for everyone, but I know that if you're more confident, you're going I to attract I like to more be people. more confident than a man. I like women who are confident, but I like I like men who are less confident than me. I don't. I feel like that's a stupid thing to say. I don't mean that in like I I, I obviously want someone to feel good about themselves, but I like if a man ever comes across as like too confident, it's kind of off putting to me. Like if you if if you if you focus on if you focus on your work, if you focus on being healthy, physically healthy, you'll be happier. So so like that, that's just why I go back to water, weed, and weights. I should add a fourth of you. I should say work, water, weed, weights, and work. Like. Yeah. Focus on those four things. You're going to be happier and you're probably going to attract more people. I don't fucking know. It, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure there's a lot I don't know about it, but I don't see how my life will benefit from learning it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, there's a good point. Yeah. There's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Huge difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, though. I find uh, Maybe it's because... Maybe it's just a, a, a trend on the whole seeing maybe men who are confident slipping into the arrogant space too often. But for some reason, male confidence always seems a little off-putting to me. But I don't mean in the sense that, like, obviously, I want every person to feel good about themselves. <laughs> like, I don't want people to be living life hating themselves, obviously. But in terms of attraction... I, I find, I don't know, but that's just my personal preference. That has nothing to do. That's not to say on the whole, but like, like they were using Cardi B as an example of the modern woman. Don't cook, don't clean, don't have a ring. Like I've never met a woman who has the exact same values as that either. And even if that is the case, if I dated a woman who was like that, chances are we wouldn't make it past the first date and then it wouldn't be my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's still only three W's for me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sorry to end it on this note, guys. I just was, I was listening to one of those podcasts. No, it's interesting. Yeah, the whole thing is, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of listening to those things is just me asking them to define their terms a lot because a lot of these terms don't seem like they're being used in the way that uh, most people I know would use them. So I'm like, is this, I'm wondering if this is like a, almost like a separate dialect or if this is like a code switch kind of thing. I don't know. It's, it, a lot of it is, if you try to argue with the words that they're saying, then it's like, that's not what this word means in this context. It means something totally different. It's, it's, I won't say it's it's not really a cult, but there is a lot of language that is used differently. But it's it's just kind of like a subculture, I guess. And that's why there's the language you have to understand, which I'm not good at because I th take things literally. And I don't know. It's just it's the manliest men I know don't sit around complaining about how women don't like them and have like 
impossible expectations for them. <laughs> like they just don't, they don't like, it's just not a worry for them. They're either in a relationship because they want to be not in a relationship because they want to be, or no, that's, that's pretty much it. They're either in a relationship because they want to be, or they're not in a relationship. Well, they like some be. of the criticisms <laughs> that I didn't understand were things like, like they would describe like a couple, like a, a situation where everyone's happy. They'd be like, there's, there's some of these women, they get married and they still keep their OnlyFans. And it's like, then they get to have a relationship and make money from OnlyFans. And they're acting like that's a bad thing. And I'm like, okay, so like the woman's happy because she's making money from her OnlyFans. Her husband's happy because their joined income is now higher because of the OnlyFans and he doesn't have a problem with it. And the customers are happy because they're paying for what they wanted on OnlyFans. Like literally what, wh who is losing here? Why is this a problem? A lot of this is just like describing a, a positive situation that everyone's happy in. And I'm like, but why is this? A, what's the, literally what is the negative effect of this? I don't see anything going wrong. I don't, and it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, so I could be completely wrong, but based on the live chat that was going on during that discussion, it just seemed like the audience, and I'm not even talking about the creators because it's and it's not the rational male. It's, it's it's fresh and fit. I'm not talking about the creators here. I'm talking about the audience. The audience, rather than wanting to aspire to be better people, want women to lower their standards, and it's just like that's the problem right there. <laughs> like you should always be aspiring to be a better person, even if aspiring to be a better person is just doing less and finding happiness in your day to day. Like you're still aspiring to be a better person that because then you'll naturally feel con like, and this is one of the er areas where I do agree with Jordan Peterson. It's basic fucking advice, but just like, po like posturing, walking with better posture, walking with your shoulders back and your chest out does send a signal to your body to be more confident. And that's one area where I kind of agree with Jordan Peterson because confidence does attract more goodness to your life. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry about your spine. Yeah, that's okay. I can't, I can't follow Jordan Peterson's advice because I have scoliosis, but that's okay. It's just another example of you being an outlier. Also, hey, Bad Astra. Guys, Bad Astra and I have a collab video coming out on Monday where we are discussing various uh, various experiences of different bisexual women. She and I have a discussion about our different experiences, and then I also react to some comments from my previous video. And we end up, we, we have the discussion, is straight passing privilege real or is it not? Spoiler alert. We're not going to answer yes or no. We're going to have a discussion about the different reasons why some people might think it does and some people might think it doesn't. And in the end, we're not going to draw a concrete conclusion because it's not a black and white issue. <laughs> so uh, sorry if that disappoints you. <laughs> so should we uh, should we just go over these comments and then uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up? Yeah, let's take some comments and then we'll wrap up for the day. And then tomorrow, I think we'll, we'll cover Catch Me Outside Girl tomorrow because I think that's what a lot of people were wanting during Dr. Phil week. Uh, this one just stood out to me first, just because I, I do. You, you brought this up the other day, and I just want to double down on it too. I, I don't like lumping everyone in as, a, as like an incel category and just saying that they all act this way, because I can see some incels that aren't pathetic that are just like actual victims of it. And I'll give just two sure. quick examples that came out uh, off the top of my head. Um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. Uh, a straight uh, a man who is suffering from erectile dysfunction. Like sure. that's just his, that's just his body. He's, he's involuntary. Like he, he's celibate because he just can't perform. It's not, it has nothing yeah. to do with his personality and a closeted gay man who's not ready to come out. Well, here's the thing. If you have erectile dysfunction, I hope I don't get demonetized for this, but that doesn't mean you can't eat pussy, dude. Yeah. But that's not the same thing as. But you're not celibate if you're eating pussy. 
it's it, but it's not the same thing as orgasm. Like it, it my, I'm like, saying, my point I'm is, saying incels aren't out here giving women orgasms, dude. So I'm saying that that's not involuntary celibacy. That's just a medical problem. You can still have sex with women. But can you see someone maybe not being enthusiastic about doing that if they have erectile dysfunction and are struggling to have sex? Sure. Yeah, I can see yeah. someone feeling sad about it and feeling down like, yeah, about you, you, it. But you, you I don't can think eat pussy on Monday. But then, like, what if Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday happen, and he's still not able to enjoy? I'm any saying incel return. stands yeah. for involuntarily celibate. If you're not involuntary, like that guy would not be an incel because he's unless you mean unless you mean because of it, he's just not even pursuing relationships at all because he feels or so he down just on stopped. Himself. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Or he just stopped because maybe he did go out and and eat pussy, as you said, and then but like he just stopped getting enjoyment out of that because he could never receive anything in return. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true, but like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm saying, I, I think that would be, that would be a case where someone would just be in a, in a bad situation. That's not their fault, but there's, there's Which would be an still, incel, right? Like, it, it I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you're an incel in that case because you're voluntarily celibate. If you're if you're not seeking out, well, I guess to be fair, all incels are voluntarily celibate technically because yeah, they're, they're not. Most of them are just not. Most rejected. of them are not trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Um, but all I'm saying is that's the circumstance where a person is not having sex, and I can and I can empathize or sympathize or some some eyes, um, and then the 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 closeted gay man. Why don't okay, but why doesn't the the straight guy with erectile dysfunction try taking it up the butt? Because he's unless he's already had his prostate removed. That's a huge jump. Like, yeah, he can just, try that. I'm like, just saying that, like, if you if you if you have erectile dysfunction, there's so many things you can do, and I'm not even just talking about medicine you can take. I'm talking about like other sex acts you can do. And I maybe he doesn't want to take it. Up. Like I'm sorry. That's like, fine. You like, don't have like, to want to take it up your butt. No, but, but like you saying compromise. Like that's a huge fucking compromise. That's not something that like someone just like it's okay. I have an easy fix. I'm just gonna start doing anal. Like that's that's. I don't see how that's a solution. Yeah, well, it, I already it, like, said eating pussy is the number one solution. And here's the thing, dude. I understand a man feeling sad that like his girlfriend is getting all the orgasms and he's getting none. But also, like, so many wi married women of the boomer generation have dealt with that exact problem and just dealt with it. Okay, so you're saying he should just deal with it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, saying he should just deal. You're doing Kathy Newman shit to me, dude. So you're saying this? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, 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 but you did a whataboutism. I did do a whataboutism. I'm just saying, my point with that was not to say what about this. My point with that was to say that those women who, who have dealt with that are still in happy relationships that have lasted for decades. So if you're a man and you're in that situation, there's no reason that you also couldn't be in a happy relationship that would last for decades and continue to have sex just because you're not the one who's orgasming doesn't mean. I like, don't know if those women were in happy relationships. I don't know if this man. Maybe they were. Or we're not. Yeah, but my point is, it's 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 circumstantial. Like it's it's going to depend on the in the specific intersection of circumstances. But I don't think, I don't think that a guy having erectile dysfunction is should mean that that's the, the end of his sex life or no but it's certainly life. a hic but it's certainly a hiccup i mean i don't think incels want to be incels forever i think they're seeing it as a hiccup so i i guess my only point was i i can sort of describe that as an incel in my mind if you disagree yeah i no, i'm not saying i, I disagree I, I i think that there's i think there's some validity to that i just think that the fact that a man in that situation would feel defeated is a a 
a, a byproduct of men having for so long centered themselves in sex. Which is fair. I'm just going to quickly add to this. Uh, sorry, I just got to try with. Okay, but to RK's point, what about asexual people? They can't help being unattracted to sex. Doesn't that make them involuntary celibate? Yeah, probably. Um, and I see... Yeah. <laughs> or, like, I, I don't see any issue with that description. Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting point from Bad Astra. If your goal is sex and you refuse to engage in most types of sex, you are voluntarily celibate. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is that like if this dude has erectile dysfunction and there are uh, there are types of sex he's capable of doing because if you're unless unless his partner is also completely un incapable of sex as well, but if you're if you're capable of doing other things other than sticking your dick in things and you're choosing not to that is being and I'm not saying that that means that he wouldn't feel sad or that he wouldn't feel unfulfilled because I could see feeling unfulfilled as a result of that but I'm saying he would be voluntarily celibate in that case because he's choosing to pass those things up okay I think we're just describing different things then because I, I guess we were just talking about uh, different definitions of sex which is an, a conversation altogether so you're right he's if he has the capacity of only giving oral um, and he is doing that. He can do that. And he chooses not to. You're right. He's not involuntary celibate then. Um, yeah. And exactly. Here's a, a, a clarification. Voluntarily celibate is not a bad thing. You just don't blame others for your own boundaries. Exactly. And I can see, I can see that person being sad about his situation well, or trying say, to seek, seek help for it. But I would say that I don't think that counts as being involuntarily celibate. I was going to say, I agreed with the first part. I sort of disagreed with the, with the other part too, because it's just like, so you just don't get to blame others for your own boundaries. You don't get to blame others for your own boundaries, but I, I do think you have a right to sort of be sad that you can't. Oh yeah, exactly. I completely agree. You have the right to be sad in this, case. In this situation. Yeah. Like, I've dealt yeah. with a lot of medical problems in my life that have affected my sex life and that I've had to spend years getting treatment for. And I was sad about that, but I also didn't like, I didn't act like, oh my God, it's other people's fault that this is happening. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think blaming women is not the solution to that situation. Yeah. I mean, because it's because not it's not a, it's not the woman's fault that his that he has erectile dysfunction. Like if my dick stopped working and I started and like I was single and my only solution was to go out and start taking up the butt from women, I would be voluntarily celibate and I'd be sad. <laughs> but you're still you can always eat pussy, dude. Your solution's never gonna be to just take it up the butt. I, I I'd still be sad. In that yeah, situation it's totally fair <laughs> you can still be sad it's totally fair to still be sad um with someone I, I think it was mushroom destroyer i wanted to highlight it but pointed out that yes some straight men do like it up the booty and i think I a think lot of i think a lot too. of straight men like it up the booty actually although to be fair haven't i haven't done much of that so i can't i can't talk from experience um, Amanda says, I think Savvy as a bi woman sees the definition of sex differently from RK being a straight man who experiences penetrative sex as a primary form of sex. That might be it. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, because, I think that is it. Because I, I've never seen penetrative sex as like better or more primary than any other form of sex. To me, eating pussy is the most important thing in the world. I think it's more important right. than penis and vagina sex, but that's right. my, my personal viewpoint, but that but, could okay. be because I like women. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but but here's my thing too. So we're talking. Are, are we talking strictly penetrated with genitals, or are we talking like like mutual oral? Because like I, I I could see mutual oral as being happily defined as sex as long as both parties left satisfied. I think anything can be defined as sex as long as your genitals, someone's genitals, are involved in some way and both parties leave satisfied. 
Like that, that, that's my point. Like, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to be a feminist with orgasms. I think everyone should walk away with at least one. Um, that's all. Yeah, but I'm saying if this guy in question <laughs> that you're talking about has is physically incapable of that, then then it's uh, a one way orgasm relationship, which I can see. I can see how, yeah, how he, he would be sad that he's always giving and never receiving anything. I and the reason I can that. see, and the reason I can see that he's sad is the example you gave, though women that that were in one way sexual gratifying relationships that were they weren't on the receiving end that's a very sad existence in my definition too or sexual existence i should say yeah apparently a lot okay is that true a lot of straight okay i i don't i wish that a lot of straight men didn't define sex that way because i think that that's that's i i was reading a study that only 25 percent of women receive orgasm from that type of sex and so if straight men are defining the primary form of sex as the one that they are way more likely to receive orgasm from than their partner. That seems like a patriarchal construct to me. I think I it's know. fine if you want to define that as the only form of sex that can conceive children, but most of us aren't doing this to conceive children right now. So see, I, and this is one where I would say like, I, I think your first assumption was right, but I don't think it's, P and B per se. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, not, not that y'all need to know my personal sexual preferences, oh, but true. I think I, I think P and E is or P and V is exhausting. Like I I'd much rather just do mutual oral. Like, I don't want to thrust my hips and do shit. I just want to like go you're to the pillow. You just want to like, smoke some weed. <laughs> moving moving tongue and lips is so much easier than moving my entire body. <laughs> Yeah, this is Guys, definitely I'm getting fucking us demonetized. Lazy. I'm, I'm fucking lazy, okay? I look for the path of least resistance for everything. That includes orgasms, okay? Hold up, I'm just gonna, I think I'll just age restrict this one, yeah. actually. Just, just age, like, we're gonna get demonetized regardless. I'm gonna age restrict this. I didn't realize we'd go down this path, but like, when we started talking about incels, what did I expect? Look, just straight up, if I'm dating, a, I'm just gonna talk like as if I'm single right now. If I'm dating a girl and she has a vibrator, I'm using that on her. That has the tools, the battery life, the excitement that will give her so much more pleasure than me. And I just have to hold it there and it does everything. Like, why would I not do that? It's a good question. It's a good question. Of, when it comes to life, it's all about the path of least resistance. Why not the same thing with sex? All right. Well, I'm going to age restrict this stream right now as showing our monetization as still on, which I don't think is going to last. So let's, uh, let's age restrict this because this is a, uh, age restricted uh vibrators are your friend not your kind i i see i i agree with that entirely um you can, a man's dick can't compete with a vibrator like those things have bluetooth speakers on them now wait really that's wild <laughs> the day the day the day my dick starts like twisting and my balls start vibrating with speakers and can play mood music is the day i be the vibrator until that day i'm i'm happily going to use that i i hope that one day your balls can get speakers and start playing music <laughs> they're also cooler colors i mean dude dicks look weird okay sex, sex toys look so much sexier than dicks i think genitals in general are just weird looking they're dude weird looking shit the first time i ate someone out was the weirdest experience of my life like i did not expect that many flaps <laughs> i did not I didn't know what to do. I just like I, I, I learned less is more, and that was the best advice I ever was told. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, sex is weird. Genitals are weird. Uh, the stream has now been age restricted, but it, it hasn't taken our monetization off yet. But let me refresh it and see if it still does. I'm happy that y'all agree with the lazy sex bits. I mean, yeah, it's like you're not you're not gonna be 20 and wanting to reenact Fifty Shades of Grey forever. I mean, like if you like, we all know that having sex throughout your entire relationship. Let's just talk for a marriage for the sake of that, because that's where where most people end up. If you want to have a happy marriage at that entire time, there is the assumption that you that your sex life it, it should remain healthy in some way. And I think that lazy sex is the greatest way to have long-term sex. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm never going to pick up a woman just off my sexual prowess alone. <laughs> I'll say, look, you're going to orgasm and I'm not going to do it much of the work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's age restricted now, so I thought, why not just go full Howard Stern? Yeah, no, go full. We're doing <laughs> Howard Stern today. We talked shit on Dr. Phil, and now we're talking about sex. Um, I didn't realize a lot of people had all of the. Again, this is this is me living my life in a in my bubble of uh, of I guess being an outlier. But so Amanda's talking about the first guy who volunteered to grab my vibrator blew my mind wait you legitimately want to make me feel good not in a way that makes you feel pleasure too like why is that blowing people's minds that's been my experience from the beginning maybe i've just known better men i don't know my, my experience was i learned that if you make the girl orgasm first she like really excitedly takes care of you and so that was sort of my motivation oh no i'm toxically <laughs> masculine so i just fall asleep right away afterward fair enough yeah I'm the I'm the man who rolls. I'm like, all right, I roll over and fall asleep. That's me. But you see, when it comes to sex talk, I don't think there's anything wrong with it being entirely anecdotal because I'm really not interested in the science behind it. Like, I'm not interested in statistics to say average men who can't get girls are not experiencing this because. I don't know, Amanda, I don't know if I've been very lucky or very demanding. Like, I've I've never lacked confidence is my thing. So, like, when I'm in a situation, I'm like, uh, I want to do this, and if you don't want to do this, then I'm just gonna leave. Which brings us back to the earlier point of just like working on confidence is going to be one of the better things that you could do for your life. And it's not, it's not working on arrogance. There's a huge distinction between those. Like yeah. when I, like when I hear these guys giving the advice of like, it, it just, it was so fucking, it was such fucking reductive advice. It was like, you should make six figures a year. You should save at least 50% of your annual income in, in like either investments or savings. Um, there was one other thing and then you should have, oh, you should, you should be in shape. That's what it was, which is defined differently in so many different ways. Like, should you be in shape like a bodybuilder? Should you be in shape like a, uh, like an athlete? Like, are you going for a uh, function? Are you going for uh, aesthetics? Are you, are you a runner? Like someone who can run a marathon is in shape, but they're going to have a drastically different body than someone going through a weightlifting program. And then it was, yeah. you should have sex with 50 women by the age of 35. It's like, I don't, that's a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a lot or not. Like, I guess it depends I, on your I, situation. I don't know. If you get in a long-term relationship before that, you probably wouldn't be having, like, I mean, if you're single that entire time, then maybe it's feasible. But if you're, yeah. I don't but know. it's just, it's just such a weird thing. And you know, people are hearing that list. And I think Mike Rashid or Rash, I, I really need to know his, pronounce his last name right one of these times. He um, he just said, you know, the issue I'm having is when you tell your audience that they're only hearing fuck fifty girls, like they're not, they're like, 
Say, saying you should make 100k a year is great, but like how? I think people are interested in the house. I mean, because th there are a number of ways. Yeah, everyone knows they want to make more money. Exactly. Also, to this point, I think that I'm trying to think if I've. I don't know if the majority of men I've been with are straight. I'd have to do like. I, because overall, the majority of like people I've been with have not been straight. I've been with almost exclusively. Well. I've definitely been with a few straight men in my life, but I feel like the majority, I, I just feel like bisexuals attract each other. So I feel like I've met a lot of men that, and women that I've had sex with have been bisexual. So I don't know if that factors in as well, because you're, you look at the world a little differently from that and view sex differently. I don't know. I could be wrong about that though. I'm going to take uh, this advice from M.M. Ward, who's been married yeah. for 25 years. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, you got, you've got the best advice here out uh, of all of us. I, I think you know better than all of us. I mean, 25 years of marriage is not easy. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, relationships so. Are, that, that could also just be like. The that's majority not to say, yeah, not that, all that, men. <laughs> I was going to say that that's just, that's just that like there are like if you're looking to date men i'm assuming the majority of them are cishet men so like it's it's not saying cishet that's the men thing men, yeah. that's that's the majority of men in general so you're going to yeah yeah because well, also i think a majority of men even if they're not fully hetero identify as hetero like i remember reading an article in like the atlantic or some credible magazine that talked about the rise of the bro of, of the bro job and it's like these guys are these guys are still calling themselves straight even though they I mean, suck their best friend's dick and it's like no you're, you're not you're not straight that's a, there needs to be a male version of the straight girl's guide to sleeping with tricks called the the straight man's guide to sucking your friend's dick <laughs> it, it's, just, it's so fucking like no you're not straight like you could prefer women but you're not straight like that's that. not that's not a thing straight people do <laughs> yeah. exactly that's not what that means uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so well, to be fair, it's not gay. It's just butt sex. If you're a man and you're you're taking it up the butt from a woman's fingers, then that is that is straight. That is a straight sex action. If you're taking it up the butt from another man's dick, then that's not straight. No. Depends. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's not king shaving, but ugh, just I just I, it's the butt. Like shit comes out of there. Like I I get that. Yeah, it's exactly. I know you hate buttholes. Buttholes make you upset. Which I mean, is fine. I, I, I think most holes make me upset. Like, like I, uh, mouths, nostrils, ear, dude, people, eardrums. People say, people say the like shit comes out of mouths too on a daily basis. <laughs> 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 I, I, I like ears because ears are, are receivers. So it's like, I mean, my ear exists. Okay, just when you say this, receivers. there are a lot of men who have butt sex and say they aren't gay. They're okay, but what do you mean by that? First of all, if they're having butt sex with women putting a strap on up their butt, then they are probably not gay. And second, there are men who could still have butt sex with other men and be bisexual or pansexual or something. So I bet that there, I'd say that the majority of men who have butt sex are not gay, just statistically. I don't know. There's two genders, people who pour milk on themselves at Bernie rallies and people have, who have families. And there are two sexualities, butt sex and no butt sex. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just end the stream on this comment right here. I think that that's just the best comment to end the stream on. <laughs> yeah, but like, 
I don't fucking know. Like, Actually, I, I, no, I agree. this is a pretty good comment too. Freud is rotating in his grave, and I don't feel very sorry for him. Yeah, no one should feel sorry for him. He was an asshole. <laughs> uh, I think Holson's last. Mom was probably funny. hot though. Yeah. I don't care how prepped it is. Shit still came out of there. Like there are just some things you can't clean. That's fair. No, I get that. I get that. As a person with OCD, I can say some things will just never be clean. I think that buttholes are pretty gross too. I've just been talking about butt sex in the abstract. I'm not saying I want to do it. <laughs> you're, talking about butt, you're talking about butt sex in the Pollock way. Not, 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 not in the realest sense. All right, guys. I'm glad we had this very lengthy conversation about um, the most disgusting sex things. Well, these are not the most disgusting. Like, there's, there's fetishes that are pretty gross out there. But I'm glad we had a very graphic and explicit conversation today. Sex is gross. That, that's where we're leaving. Sex is fucking gross. Sex What's is wrong gross. with us? Um, incels have the right idea. Just no, I was going to say, no, because they're involuntary. They want it. I was going to say the Puritans have the right idea. Repress the Puritans have the right it's idea. It's not fucking no, worth no it. sex. Just... Uh, just clean your, just wash, wash your genitals and, and girl, wash your ass. Girl, wash your ass. Just wash your ass. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I, uh, I think we'll wrap up for today. I gotta go walk my New dog. Title, New doctor. title, Dr. Phil and disgusting sex things. Um, <laughs> that would yeah. definitely get attention because people think we're talking about Dr. Phil's disgusting sex. Habits, yeah, that's not what not we're do. talking about. Uh, <laughs> we will see you guys again tomorrow. I hope this was a great way to start your day. Don't forget to support small businesses. Have a fun Wednesday, friends. We Just love highlighting you all. this comment. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the second we age restricted this shit, the comments got crazy. People were so fucking excited were to like, share. Like all the limits are off, the gates are open. I'm coming out with everything now. This whole comment section woke up with Morningwood, and I love that about you guys. That's that's our show. We're gonna wake every day. We all wake up with Morningwood together. You're Morningwood. That could be our sex. One age restricted show a week and call it that. That's a good idea. Yeah, we could do like one one morning wood. We could, yeah, like once every month we could do, yeah, your morning wood and we talk about sex in graphic detail for that. Yes, I fully support it. The your your the your morning wood special. Um. Okay, I'm not gonna. Please do not highlight that comment of mushroom destroyers, but just.